This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The race for eastern Ukraine. There is a portion of the Ukraine army that is as vulnerable as it has ever been since the beginning of the war there, and the Russians appear to be preparing to attempt to exploit it. The initial Russian invasion of Ukraine failed because it violated the Sun Shoes Art of War axiom of, if you attack everywhere, you attack nowhere. What the ancient Chinese general meant by that is if you dilute your forces by spreading out the frontal range of your attack, it risks not having the power anywhere with which to punch through and overwhelm your enemy. That is exactly what happened as the Russians attacked Ukraine along a front that extended around nearly all the border with Russia and Belarus and quickly exhausted its offensive capability. The Ukraine army had inside lines where they could move forces more quickly than the invaders could. Russian logistics were nowhere near capable of supporting such a spread out offensive and they had no reserve force able to reinforce or expand where they made gains. Struck by a broad defeat and stalemate, the Russians pulled back from where they were overextended and are consolidating forces to concentrate their offensive power in the east. The Ukraine army at risk is stuck inside of a salient between Russian forces in the east. Ukraine forces in extreme eastern Ukraine are essentially surrounded on three sides. A renewed offensive by the Russians has the potential to cut them off and trap Ukraine forces in the salient. This could consolidate all Russian forces, cutting off eastern Ukraine and potentially nearly a third of Ukraine. The West has to get enough offensive weapons, tanks, javelins, and drones to Ukraine to get there in time to blunt a renewed Russian offensive. Ukraine won the Battle of Kiev, and this one may be more difficult to defend. Ukraine forces in the salient can either stand and fight until relieved by other Ukraine forces advancing from the west, at risk of their western supply lines being cut off, or retreat and surrender the region. The problem with that is the outpouring of refugees from eastern Ukraine, now threatened by the Russians, under the protection of Ukraine forces. The recent missile attack on the Ukraine railway, full of refugees, turns this into a nightmare. I'm not convinced that the Russian army, which has performed so unbelievably poorly, can pull back, refit, reorganize, repair their logistics, and launch a new effective offensive very quickly. Many of their units that withdrew from northern Ukraine were combat ineffective. Putin is now trying to raise new conscripts, including veterans, which is unemployment in Russia surges should not be that hard. Then again, the truth of their military disaster is getting home. They may be under the gun from Moscow to act to produce a victory that the war criminal Putin can brag about at the May Moscow parade. This is a race going on here to reinforce Ukraine forces and the Russian preparation to launch a round two offensive. The U.S. military is in charge of logistics for NATO and Poland supplying Ukraine. The U.S. military is the best logistical organization that there's ever been on the face of the earth. No one has had more experience with supply lines extending far from home than the U.S. military. A Confederate cavalry general, yes, Bedford Forrest, once said that the one that wins gets there the firstest with the mostest. That defines the race between Russia and Ukraine forces in the east of Ukraine. There's much evidence that the Russian army is not a disciplined force. I noted one artillery site that the Russians left in retreat that had huge ammunition stocks left in piles. Why? Whatever room they had in trucks, the soldiers had used to steal their booty from ransacking Ukraine homes. They took TVs and washing machines and left their ammo behind. 
That gives you the idea of the mindset of the Russian soldiers. Intercepted conversations of calls back home from frontline soldiers suggest the morale is broken. They have no intention of fighting to the death, while Ukraine's soldiers have scores to settle. I was reading Masha Gessen's excellent book on Putin this last weekend, and was struck by the following passage. I quote, I quote, The Putins returned to Leningrad from a stationing as a KGB officer in Dresden, Germany. They carried a 20-year-old washing machine given to them by their former neighbors, who even having lost their jobs enjoyed a higher standard of living than the Putins could hope to attain in USSR, and a sum of money sufficient to buy the best Soviet-made car available, unquote. Evidently, the foreign washing machine has been a prized trophy for Russians for a long time. Even Putin brought one home. Our source in Odessa, Ukraine, VEA Brokers, tells us that they hope to plant between 50 and 80 percent of their planned acres in the free country. However, we are also told that over half the farmers are in the fight, and fields are potentially littered with mines by departing Russians. They also say it's totally unclear how much will ever be moved of the grain that they have due to damaged infrastructure in closed ports. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.